Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. A dream is made real. Ricky Hunt rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Mamma mia, he's done it. Anthony Joshua defeats Vladimir Klitschko. Uh. Welcome back to BTR Boxing Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean, and this is the big fight preview for this weekend's boxing. Now, before I mention the fights that I'm going to be covering, I'm just going to say outright that it's a crying shame that this sport has got to the point where YouTube fights and Misfits Boxing and all these exhibitions actually outweigh, in terms of numbers, real fights like Spence versus Crawford. Now, if anybody listened to our Big Fight Reaction pod that I put out with Lee Wood beating Josh Warrington, and I talked a little bit about this in that, and the reason I'm not saying about the fights yet is because I want to go back to that before I get into this episode. And I think it's more of a justification thing, like me justifying why I'm about to talk about the fight I'm about to talk about. So, earlier on this year, I decided to do the episode or a big fight preview for Tommy Fury versus Jake Paul. Now, obviously it had transitioned into more of a mainstream event and it was in Saudi and and there was a lot made of it and there was a little bit of hype behind the pair of them. They'd been going at it for a while and with Tommy Fury being a legitimate boxer, it only felt fair that maybe we should do something on this. To my surprise, after putting that episode out, both audio and on YouTube as well, That episode in particular got more downloads than some of our big fight previews in the last 12 months that have been majorly significant fights, the likes of Spence versus Crawford, any AJ fights that we've covered as well. I mean, big fight, even Canelo fights. That particular episode, the big fight preview, Fury versus Paul, did more downloads, uh, more views on YouTube than any of the big fights did which is absolutely ludicrous in the grand scheme of things when you think about it. But being a shrewd, business-minded person myself, I have to crumble a little bit here, guys, and say, do you know what? At the end of the day, what we do is cover boxing. Okay, it's not ideally what I want to be covering, but it is slim pickings this week. We have got some good fights that are happening around the world that I am going to be mentioning, But the main fight that everybody's talking about this week is, of course, KSI versus Tommy Fury, which 
I can't say I'm excited about, but I'll probably will watch with intrigue to see what happens. I suppose what I'm looking for here is Tommy Fury getting beat. I think I want to be able to see whether or not that happens because I think he's going to come short one day with one of these fighters, with one of these guys that are, are transitioning and are coming over from YouTube to boxing. I do think he's going to come up short against one of them. Do I think it's going to be against KSI? I'm not so sure, to be honest, but I'll discuss that as I go through this episode. So that is the big fight. It's not a big fight for me personally, but it is the biggest fight of the weekend that everybody is talking about. It's what is getting social media buzzing and is bringing different fans into the sport, which essentially, if you're listening to this episode or this podcast for the first time, hopefully that does introduce you to some of the other fantastic stuff that we do. So if it does do that, then that's fantastic. That That's a good thing for us. But ultimately, this episode and ones that we've done with Tommy Fury and Jake Paul, it just pulled in massive numbers in, in, in comparison, really. And it feels strange doing something like this. And it feels a little bit like selling me soul or losing a bit of integrity by doing it. However, I think my justification is Tommy Fury is a legitimate boxer. Regardless of what you think about his professional boxing career, he might be getting paid for fighting YouTubers now and... George Grove said he's a YouTube fighter, he's not a professional boxer anymore. And that's fair enough, you can make them comments, but Tommy Fury's a legitimate boxer. And he's come from a boxing family, he's been doing boxing all his life. So, for me, I have an interest in seeing whether or not he can overcome a YouTube fighter, or whether or not he could come up short, which was what I was saying before. I think it's going to come a crapper one day. But, do I think it's against KSI? Well... I don't think it is. I'll be honest with you, I don't think KSI is the man to beat Tommy Fury. I think I've looked at KSI's fights uh, through Misfit Boxing, which is what he's been mainly campaigning through, through the Misfit Boxing banner. And I've gone back and watched a couple of them. And yeah, he's still pretty raw, still very, very novice, despite having all the money in the world to get training. He's still got years, really, to, to get to that to that level where you can honestly look at him and think, you know, he could challenge other big legitimate fighters I mean look at some of the fights he's had he's he's looked really raw and novice to me and and this is the difficulty with putting a YouTuber in against somebody who's got legit boxing skills is that you know you could be putting a complete mismatch on or you could be causing a complete upset if KSR was the man to beat Tommy Fury so I've looked at the fights and I thought to myself can he do anything well he has got a decent dig on him. I'll be honest. He's got some power in his punch. If he can get to Tommy Fury, could he cause an upset? Well, yeah, I think he could. I think he could do if he could get to him. But that's the thing. Can he get to him? I think he probably could at some point down the line of this fight because I think Jake Paul's shown us in the fight with Tommy Fury that maybe Tommy takes this lightly. Maybe he thinks his skill is going to take him through a fight like this. And he got put down. And albeit it was quite a soft put down in the Jake Paul fight, he did get put down. But it was really scruffy. It was a horrible affair to watch. It wasn't exciting in the slightest. It was. It just felt like two real novice boxers going at it. But yet Tommy Fury is the one that's the, the professional and has had a license with the British Boxing Board of Control and has been doing this a lot longer than these guys that are doing it, that have transitioned from YouTube. So you'd kind of anticipate this would be easy. And the way he talks about it and the build-up to these fights... It's like, you know what, I'm the man that's got all the skill, I'm the professional boxer, I'm the one that can do do this and wipe you out. And then, to me, he hasn't done that. He didn't do it with Jake Paul, and maybe he's underestimating what some of these guys can actually do. And 
I think there's a danger that he underestimates YouTube fires. And I think, if I'm being honest, will he ever go back to professional boxing, making the money that he's making from this now? I don't think so. I don't think he would. I mean, looking at him and, and what he's done in his boxing career, he's never really fought anybody professionally. And then he gets into these war of words with the likes of Jake Paul, ends up having that fight, which makes him lots of money, then gets the KSI fight, which is going to make him lots of money. Ultimately, if you're a business-minded person, if you're thinking of it from a business perspective, if you could get paid for fighting guys that you could probably easily beat or easily handle within the ring, or it's like glorified sparring sessions, and you're getting paid millions to do it, in comparison to the guys that are having to sell tickets just to make ends meet and having to work and train at the same time, what would you rather be doing? What would you rather do realistically? If you was, you know, given the red pill and the blue pill, what would you take? Would you take coming up the hard way, winning a world title and and taking all that recognition and, and pride from it? Or would you rather be given the blue pill, which is, if you was told you could fight YouTubers and make millions of pounds on each fight and you're never really going to get hurt or knocked down or knocked out and make lots of money, which would you take, the red or the blue? And that's the question I'm sort of posing here to people is which one would you rather go for? Because I know most people in the right minds would rather not get punched in the face for a living, take the blue pill and make millions of pounds or dollars. So can you knock Fury for doing this? Can you knock it? Some people will because of his heritage and his lineage and with Tyson being Tyson Fury and the family, you know, always talking about being from a fighting family, etc, etc. You can kind of see where people are putting pressure on him. But from what I've seen of Tommy and, and having met him years ago, my impression from him was he wants to make his own path in the sport. And whether that be the same path as his brother or whether that be a different path, he wants to make his own path. He wants to be remembered in his own way. And he's doing it. Let's be honest. He is doing it. He's doing it by being involved in fights. He's, he's being known as the YouTube fighter. Like I said earlier, George Groves labelling him a YouTube fighter and not a professional boxer anymore because that's all he's doing. And you can understand why Groves has that opinion. And, and to a degree, I can agree. But at the end of the day, the guy's come up as a professional boxer, which is something these fighters that he's getting in the ring with these guys that have transitioned from youtube they haven't really done ksi going into this fight has technically had one professional fight and that was his fight with logan paul in 2019 the rest of them on his record are all under the banner of misfits boxing which are not really registered as professional fights let's be honest like they might be classed as misfits boxing pro fights but they're not really pro fights guys are they come on you know it's not the same it's not the same mantra it's not the same as as what you'd expect from a legit professional fight it's all very charade and 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 very it feels very fabricated personally to me and it's not Michael Petit which is why I really wouldn't ever want to cover a Misfits boxing card because it it just doesn't feel like the sport that I that I love and and we cover the history of the sport me and Johnston we cover some of the greatest fighters the greatest warriors the greatest stories in in this sport that we've ever known and sometimes it feels like you're doing it a little bit of a disservice if you start to bring this type of stuff into the regular programming that we have but as I said earlier I do feel like it's one of them things where you have to understand what the market wants at the moment and with this being the biggest fight 
in the mainstream this coming weekend. It, it kind of feels like the only thing we've got to really pick at this week. But as I said, I will be talking about some of the other fights very shortly once I've given my final thoughts on, on this particular fight coming up this weekend. What do I think is going to happen in this fight? Well, to be honest, I I, I can see it being a, another situation where it'll it'll go the distance. It'll be... It's only six rounds, by the way. It's only scheduled for six rounds, if you didn't know that already. So if it's been agreed at six rounds, I can't see anything other than a, a Tommy Points win, to be honest, in this fight. And if for some reason, strange reason, KSI manages to land something on Fury and hurts him and ultimately goes on to beat him, where does that leave Fury? I mean, it's quite embarrassing, isn't it? I think I think if I was in his position, I'd be quite embarrassed at that. But, you know, he knows the risk he's taking going into it. He knows the risk he's taking with his reputation. But ultimately, does he does he care? Does he care if he's getting paid big money for doing it? I'm I'm not so sure he would. I mean, I don't think I would if it was me putting myself in his shoes just for one moment, regardless of what people might be labelling me. Would I really care if the money that was dropping into my bank account after that fight, you know, had six digits on it? <laughs> I don't think I'm going to care. I'll be living the high life. I'll be doing what I want to do. You know, Tommy Fury could have a very short career fighting YouTube fighters, making millions of pounds. And then could go on and invest his money elsewhere and do other things in his life at still a younger age. So, again, you think of the business acumen, you think of the the planning and the preparation for for what his career holds. He's forging his own path, and you can't fault him for that. But ultimately, Tommy wins it for me. Tommy wins it, and if he doesn't, then he needs to walk away. The day he loses to a YouTube fire, if that happens, the day he does, then he needs to walk away. By which point, if he did lose to a YouTube fire, then he's probably laughing all the way to the bank anyway and he wouldn't care what people like me think or anybody else for that matter who goes on social media and talks about the fight because he's the one with all the money at the end of it all he's not going to care he's be living the high life he'd be doing what he's doing having a great time and fair play to him if that if that's the way he wants to play his career out then you can't argue with it you know like the average person like myself and, and you guys listening we know we go and do our nine to fives our shift work and whatever and we don't even earn a fraction of what someone like Tommy's going to earn for a fight like this or a fight like Jake Paul. Just let's be honest. So in some ways, you kind of got to be envious of, of his business acumen to be able to be in a position where he can fight guys that are relatively amateur, relatively novice and get paid lots of money for it. And ultimately, I think it is going to be a, a, a situation where he'll continue to do it until that, that, that market dries up or he gets beat off somebody. Because the day that happens, I think it's all over for him when it comes down to that. And I couldn't see him coming back to professional boxing and, and fighting normal fighters and fighting guys that have been around the sport for a long time. I genuinely can't see him coming back to do that. The one thing I will say about Tommy going into this fight is I've seen some of the images of his transformation. And my word, my word does he look absolutely ripped. If there was ever a time where you'd think testing is needed, maybe this is one. Because he absolutely looks ripped. He looks like he's been on that Conor Ben diet. He he really looks like he's proper bulked up and he's really muscly and he looks he looks like a completely different guy. I wonder if testing is on there for this fight, but to be honest with you, does anyone really care at this point with a fight like this? Is anyone really interested in that? I mean, for the safety of the fighters, of course, if if they were both not being tested and they were both doing something, I'm not suggesting they are, but if they were both doing something, this would be the 
probably the more likely opportune moment where they would. So make what you will of all that. But Tommy Fury wins it for me, guys. I think that is ultimately where this fight goes this weekend. If he, if he, you know, if he loses, he's got to walk away for me. He has. I'd find it really hard to sit there and and do something else on Tommy and say, oh well, he can come back this way or can come back that way. Now. I think if he loses to a YouTube fire, he's done. He's done in boxing, but he'll have made a lot of money on the way to doing that. So there you go. Well, also on that card, the other notable fight, I think, for people that will be tuning in. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's going to be Logan Paul, the brother of Jake, making his actual professional professional debut against Dylan Dennis and the well it's not, I say professional it's not it's, it's the misfit misfits professional uh, initially I remembered that he was actually turning professional when he fought KSI this is his misfits professional debut against Dylan Dennis which I don't know if any of you guys have followed that whatsoever I have seen a lot of exchanges back and forth about Logan Paul's girlfriend and Dylan Dennis and and, and history and all just trolling each other badly trolling each other in social media and whilst some people might find it funny it's just really building up the fight isn't it it's just them to just building something up so that people are going to go and buy the pay-per-view you know people are going to go out and buy this his own pay-per-view for like 60 dollars in the us or 20 30 quid in the uk whatever it, it turns out to be uh, i've not checked to be honest with you that's why i don't know the figure but you know it's, it's just one of them things like for me, it doesn't interest me past the Tommy Fury fight. Like Logan Paul, I think the only interest I've had in him as as an individual was was when he's coming to WWE, and I've seen some of his his performances there. And you know, he actually is a pretty good performer, to be honest, when it comes to that. But am I interested in in his boxing career? No, not really. Uh, the only time I'm going to be interested in any of the Paul's boxing career is if they fight like a Canelo. Oh, they fight a legit fighter. Like I know Logan Paul had the exhibition with, with Floyd Mayweather, but again, it's an exhibition. It's not like a real fight, you know. Floyd was just dilly dallying around him and making easy money while he was doing it. So again, I can't I can't really take that seriously to be honest. So that that really is for me the card, like the notable 
names on it. The rest of it, it it's all the Misfit branded card apart from this main fight. So that is the fight that everybody is talking about this weekend. But you shouldn't really be talking about that fight this weekend because I think when you look over at what's going on in different parts of the world, Tim Zhu is defending his recently promoted WBO Super Welterweight title. He's defending it for the first time against Brian Mendoza, 22-2. and So a couple of weeks ago when Charlo got in the ring with Canelo, he was automatically stripped by the WBO, which made the interim champion Tim Zhu full champion. So now he defends this title against Mendoza, which is interesting because I I don't think this is a an easy fight by any stretch of the imagination. You think of Brian Mendoza... Uh, and you think of his last fight, and people say you're only as good as your last performance, and his last performance against Sebastian Fundora, he ended he ended the reign of Sebastian Fundora, which I thought was significant because we'd seen what Fundora had done previously. And I think that was a huge win, huge, huge win for him. And prior to that, he fought against Jason Rosario and got a KO there. So he's coming into this off the back of three straight KOs. He lost a unanimous decision in 2021 against Jesus Alejandro Ramos Jr. over 10 rounds. But since then, like I said, back back in with three KOs back-to-back, most notably Fundora in his last fight earlier this year. So he's coming into this fight on a, on a really good run, on a really good run. And he's He's going to be up for this. 100% is going to be up for this. Tim Zhu now is fighting in Australia and he's defending this title for the first time in his career as champion. Yes, it's going to be a difficult fight for Mendoza, but I'm certain he can t- bring it to Zhu and cause a potential upset here. But, and this is the but for me, I think Tim Zhu is a fantastic fighter. And I've been totally honest, I think Tim Zhu wins this. I can't see anything past the Tim Zoo win, but I can see it being exciting. I can see it being an exciting fight. Do I think it'll end early? Yes. I don't think it'll go the distance. I think it's, I'd say, 7-9, to nine, I think. Tim Zoo, TKO or KO, one or the other. I think Tim Zoo gets the victory here in, in what will hopefully be an exciting fight. So that's definitely one you should really be tuning into. It is uh, on Sunday because it is in Australia and they like to do their fights because they're obviously hours ahead of most of us in the world. So that's, for us in the UK, it'll be uh, it'll be Sunday, early Sunday morning, we'll get to see that fight. I'm looking forward to that. That's the other big fight for me personally of the weekend that I'm really looking forward to tuning into as well. But in the early hours of Sunday morning and Saturday night for you guys in the US, Chani Beck is defending his IBF WBO middleweight titles against Vincenzo Gultieri, who's 21-0 with one draw on his record, which is another fantastic fight for Chani Beck. You know, Chani Beck seemingly looks like the guy who's taking up that mantelpiece of Golovkin, who's left that middleweight division behind and essentially retired from the sport. And then you've got a fighter who, well, look at him, he's undefeated. He's an undefeated fighter. And he's done really, really well throughout his career. He doesn't really fight outside of Germany so that might be an issue for him coming to the USA the pressure is going to be on for the German and he's only had seven knockouts in his 21 wins so to me that indicates he hasn't got the power maybe to challenge or keep 
Chani Beck away. But what I will say is Denzel Bentley, when he fought Chani Beck, he's shown that there is chinks in the armour there and that it would take somebody maybe with a bit more wherewithal, no disrespect to Denzel, someone maybe has got more significant power and maybe someone that's more bigger physically than Chani Beck that can impose that will on him. I'm not sure if Galtieri is going to be the guy to do that, if I'm honest. I mean, looking looking at him and looking at his fights and looking at his resume, yeah, he's got a really good record, but I think it's quite padded. I'll be honest, I think it's quite a padded record. And, and with that in mind, I think Chani Beck gets another good defence of the titles and moves on and, and, and continues to move on as we, we seek to look for an opponent suitable for him where they can put a challenge to him where they're not the underdog in the fight. Now, on that undercard, you've also got some great prospects that you've probably heard me talk about before, mention, and, and when Lukey's been on the podcast, we haven't seen Lukey for a while on this podcast, but when he covers a lot of the stuff over in the US, he, he raves about guys like Keyshawn Davis, who's fighting in the 10th professional fight, and then you've got Duke Reagan also fighting on there. You've also got the likes of Richard Torres Jr. on this card as well, so it's definitely worth tuning into watching a few of those guys on that card this weekend. I think it's certainly worth watching that card and also watching the Tim Zoo fight this weekend because for me, they're the ones to be tuning into because it is slim pickings. It is slim pickings until next week because obviously next week we've got some really, really good fights which we'll cover in a big fight preview next week. But this weekend is all about KSI Tommy Fury. As I've said, I've spent a lot of the show talking about it and giving my thoughts and feelings on and how things are and the way it's all going to work and what potentially could happen and just genuine feelings about the whole setup as it is in general and it's a shame that big fights like Tim Zoo and, and Mendoza which I do think is a really good fight kind of get overshadowed by stuff like this and and that's what I was saying at the start of the show it's 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 really difficult at times to to, to make these decisions as to whether to cover these events or not because I know there's a lot of boxing outlets out there or guys that are just starting up like I did at one time just wanting to put themselves out there and and they'll make a Twitter account or they'll make a YouTube account and you know they'll start just talking about the sport and and a lot of them will kind of follow the blueprint of like an IFL or a boxing social and, and they'll kind of replicate what what they're trying to do to try and seek the same level of acceptance and and ultimately acknowledgement from from the boxing community but for me personally, it's always been about covering boxing from the ground upwards and, and talking about what is real in the sport and, and being real about my opinions on it. So when I've covered small hall shows, which is what I originally started out doing, I always enjoyed just going to those shows and being around those fighters. And there's a couple of small hall shows going on this weekend. I think the one at the York Hall on Saturday is a really, really good one to to, to be looking into. Now, I know sometimes they film these shows and I know sometimes they don't always get to film these shows but if you are listening from the London area and you may want to go to this show this weekend please go and go and support it because it looks like a really really good show you've got three title fights this weekend you've got an English super bantamweight title fight by Sahid Hussein and Andre Grant which I think is a really good fight you've got Indabase and Sakib Khan fighting for the Southern Area Welterweight Crown and then you've got Robert Caswell and Michael Weber Kane fighting for the vacant Southern Area Super Featherweight title definitely get yourself down there if you're in the London area and try and support the show 
You've also got a show in my neck of the woods in Odom at the Odom Leisure Centre. Uh, a couple of notable names on there. Josh Holmes, 12-0, and looking to go 13-0. and And one of our guests previously from a few weeks back, Jason Cohen, looking to go 2-0 and on this particular card. I'm looking forward to seeing how he gets on. I'm looking forward to seeing how the guys down in London get on. And of course, the bigger fights across the weekend are the ones that I'm excited to be seeing how they go down and how it changes the landscape over the next week. But I am going to come back to the main talking point of the show before I come to an end of the episode. And my thoughts and feelings on on this is quite laxy-daisy, really. And you might say to me, well, why are you doing this podcast if you're not that interested in doing it? For me, it's... it's I like covering Tommy Fury, you know. Uh, I like to sort of hope that one day... He'll come away from this and he'll come back into professional boxing and actually use his experiences he's gained to push himself forward in his career. I just think there's been a lot of pressure on him from day one to be like Tyson. And I think that's the problem because that pressure's been put on him. He's he's had to forge his own route to get out from that shadow because it's a mighty big shadow to be in, isn't it? Let's be honest, no matter what you think of Tyson... It's a mighty big shadow to be in being his brother and being known as his brother. So him forging his own path the way he has done, to be honest, is a good thing for him because he's made his own name. It's his fight this weekend that people are talking about. It's his fight with KSI. KSI's made his own name through doing his YouTube channel and now being involved in Misfits and now obviously doing professional fights. He's made his name through a different way. So for these two guys to be getting in the ring and making lots of money out of it, out of this sport which is a really really tough sport to be in it's you've got you kind of got to applaud these guys and it sounds mad to say it, it really does but when you think of business acumen and 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 how smart they've been about navigating themselves into this position and even if it feels like they've made a little bit of fake beef up to get this fight sold it's the and it's just smart business acumen it might not be everybody's cup of tea and it might not be in an ideal world and I, I appreciate good businessmen. I'll be honest. I do appreciate people that have got good business acumen and business IQ to be able to put something together where people will buy it and buy into it and pay the money to see it. And all the while, these two guys at the end of it all will be laughing all the way to the bank because they're going to be the ones making the millions and going on their own yachts and planes and, and things of that nature that people like me and you are never going to get to do. Because we do our nine to fives, we we pay our taxes like everybody else, and we do what everybody else has to do to get by in life. Whereas these guys are, are finding a different way to do it, and I think that's that's the respect you've got to have for people like that. Is you've got to respect the hustle, as they say, because they've hustled their way into this position where they're able to make so much money from from fights against each other. So fair play to them. It's not my ideal cup of tea. Will I watch it? Of course, I said I am going to watch it, and I'm going to tune in to see what actually happens, and. I will be back next week covering it, and Johnston should be back online with me to talk about it. I would have loved to have had him on to get his opinion on it. I mean, I know he's not an ideal fan of these things, but I, we've had these conversations, me and him, before, and we've always sort of said, look, you know, there's a legitimate boxer fighting here, someone from of a fighting family who, you know, has, has caused this sort of build-up of, of people wanting to see him in the ring that it's created these events as a result of it. So whilst it's not ideal... It is happening and we've got to understand that the culture of, of the way fans are boxing 
has changed. And as a result of that change, it is bringing different people into the sport. And as a result of that, it is bringing more eyes on it. Not the biggest way for me of, of doing things, not the greatest way of doing things. However, and here's the however part for me. However, if down the line, say five years down the line, this, this sort of period of time leads to more opportunities in some way for people getting into the sport from the grassroots if it means that KSI and Jake Paul, Logan Paul, Tommy Fury go and invest a load of money into local boxing gyms and it helps legitimate boxers get through without the tough, tough deals and the raw deals that they end up in or the difficulties that they have to face. If this period of time leads to that, then I could accept it. I really could. I could sit back and go, Do you know what? I'll accept that this was a period of time that whilst it wasn't my cup of tea personally, it allowed the future of the sport to thrive in a different way because we did the podcast the other week, didn't we? What is it that's killing boxing? And there are many things that are killing it. Is something like this killing it? In some ways, maybe the Misfits thing is, but when you've got a legitimate boxer, it is only like a crossover thing. Muhammad Ali did it with Antonio Inoki, Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather. I mean, it's happened a few times before, to be fair, but I think at this moment in time, it's starting to become... Too less, less of a sideshow, less of a you know a spectacle once every 15, 20, 30 years, and it's becoming more regularly. And I think that's what the problem is. People are, are not really enjoying it. People that have followed this sport for a long time, like myself, don't really like that cultural change that's happening. But if it was to lead on to grassroots boxing, you know, getting something out of it, uh, where like you see gyms that are struggling don't end up having to shut down and end up getting heavy investment because of something like this then you have to take the rough with this move with boxing sometimes and I think this might be the rough part of it that could lead to this move I mean a big a big, big example of that would be earlier this year I joined up at Marvin Greaves's gym in Oldham I went there wanted to get back into training myself personally and at the time I joined he was talking about getting a new championship ring because the ring that he was using relatively small ring you know it's seen its fair share of wear and tear on it and he needed something new but he's not in a position where he could just shell out four five six grand so he asked everybody on social media could anybody donate could people help out and I went out there and did some fundraising of my own I did some boxing cards and Twitter and people bought into it and, and a few people obviously won some money off it and the remainder went to the to the cash fund for for the new ring and you know, I'm pleased to say that ultimately that led to Marvin getting a new ring in the gym, which has recently just been put in as of this week, as I'm recording this. And I even paid to have the BTR logo put on the canvas and on the ring corner as well, because I wanted to support the gym. Because I see the kids that go in there. I see there's some young, talented kids going in there and, and some of the stars of the future. And, you know, the more support you can give to local gyms like that, the more likelihood it is we'll get the sport moving forward and eventually getting to see naturally talented stars come through but I think without that level of support from the genuine boxing fan it might be difficult the next 10-15 years might be difficult if people don't buy into it if the sport gets killed off by other things so the reason I keep going on about it and, and making all these different comparisons is because when I come back to this fight and why I'm covering it if this is the rough part of the culture at the moment within boxing that leads to a smooth part where 
the kids that are coming through, the kids that I see a few times a week in that gym end up getting better opportunities, better successes and things become better for them in the future that allows them to be the next face of the sport, then I'll accept it and I'll take it. If someone told me that now, what was going to happen, and it was definitely going to happen, then I'd, you know, I'd be sitting back and embracing it more. But at the moment, I can't fully embrace the culture of it because it's not for me personally. So I hope you guys have enjoyed the episode in the sense that I hope you've enjoyed some of the things that I've had to say about the whole fight and the event and my comments and thoughts and feelings about how it might help boxing in some way in the future. If it did, it's a great thing. And if you have enjoyed it or if you haven't and you completely think, nah, you're wrong, you're selling your soul, you're letting your integrity down. If you think that, obviously, just let me know. I'd, I'd take the criticism, absolutely take the criticism for it. Please let me know at BTR Boxing Pod on Twitter or at Sean BTR Boxing on Twitter. If you want to follow us on social media, we are at BTR Boxing Podcast Network on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok, and also on YouTube as well. Please do make sure you subscribe to the channel on there and look at all the series-based content that we do produce. We've recently just put another episode out on the Career Profiles podcast, which is part one of the Angelo Dundee Career Profile. Part two will be coming very soon as well. Please do tune in to those episodes if you haven't done so already. And a final comment goes to the patrons, and it's a thank you. Thank you, as always, for supporting us. And a big shout-out to the newest patron, Oscar Menendez. Thank you, Oscar, for signing up to patreon.com because you are now supporting BTR Boxing Podcast in a way that allows us to continue to progress our series-based content and allows us the opportunity to put more research time, get more research literature, and allows us to be able to produce some of the high-quality series-based content which we do. If you are not a patron and you haven't checked out what we do on there, please head over to patreon.com forward slash BTR Boxing Podcast because we do put all the episodes on there ad-free for those that subscribe. We put early access to the series-based content on there. Then there is Patreon-only content episodes that we've not released to the general public. There's quite a few of them on there, so please make sure if you haven't already checked that out that you do because any support is always appreciated But if you're not able to go to Patreon and you're not able to subscribe to us that way, please make sure you're liking and you're sharing and you're retweeting all of the episodes that go out there. I see a lot of people liking and sharing really random stuff on social media. But when we put something out on there, and we've got quite a few thousand fans on the social media accounts, not many of them actually put likes and shares and retweets. And I feel like I have to literally beg to ask people to to do that sharing people put pictures of the pizzas on there people put pictures of snacks and beers and 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 really random stuff but yeah you could see them getting 50 60 70 100 200 retweets and likes and it's quite quite strange how that all works and 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 how people seem to like one picture of a piece of pizza in comparison to, to to a high quality podcast episode so which is why i always tell everybody at the end of each episode please make sure you do it because it really really helps us the more people do that the more of that engagement that we get the more likely that people are going to find all of the great series based content and the weekly shows that we do so please just take a minute a few seconds out of your day just to like and share the episode if you see it posted on social media and this is it 
for the episode, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for listening to the Big Fight Preview on BTR Boxing Podcast Network. Podcast Network.